Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with Nicola, the brains and writer behind The Brain Sanctuary, a journal to understand neurodiversity. Nicola shares her inspiration for writing the journal. She also shares how the four pillars can improve mental health and tips around procrastination and time management. This conversation is a video recording that you can also watch on YouTube. Let's jump into this Simply Happy guest conversation. Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. So today on Simply Happy Conversations, I have with me Nicola. She is the writer and also the brains behind The Brain Sanctuary, the beautiful family journal that's helping to demonstrate neurodiversity and explain parts of it to the audience. So welcome, Nicola. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So lovely to have you and to see your beautiful journal now actually out so people can enjoy it and use it. Yes, very exciting to actually have the printed copies after so long. (laughs) So maybe start and tell the audience about yourself and things you like to do in your free time. Yeah, so I I guess I've always been one of those people that loves to research and um, read and gather information. So um, I spend a lot of my free time, not that I have heaps anymore, but um, often reading or researching new things or um, walking. I um, love to go on different walks and that sort of thing. Um, but now it's probably more kids' sports activities and <laughs> running around for um, birthday parties and all that sort of thing. <laughs> so do you find, though, when you're walking that you, the ideas come to you as well? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I know a lot of people, you know, have all their inspiration in the shower, but for me I think it's when I'm out going for a walk or um, or driving in the car, um, listening to podcasts and that sort of thing I think are the two times I get the most inspiration. Yeah. So you, I think you've done an absolute beautiful job in bringing all of the information that you've learned and gathered over the years into this uh, journal. So tell us about the story. Like how did it come about? Yeah. So um, I guess for us, it kind of came about in COVID um, where we had our therapy appointments um, that we used to attend. Um, they were changed to telehealth or they were just stopped um, altogether. Um, my kids don't love telehealth. Um, it's quite distracting for them and they just don't sort of feel that same connection. So they didn't respond well. Um, so we kind of cut back on um, some of the therapy during lockdowns. Um, and then we kind of realised that we still needed to keep it going um, and it was we were sort of really struggling with finding that balance. So we started doing some of the exercises at home um, that we would have done um, in the past and um, I kind of deep-dived into all different types of um, journal articles and um, different resources and books and that sort of thing to try and put together, I guess, our own at-home um, therapy and how to change the way we were doing things um, now that our environment had completely changed. Yeah. And so what did you love most about it, the whole process? Um, just learning so much um, about the different ways that brains work, but then also seeing all members of the family and how they process things. So 
um, you know, what would be really great for one of my kids would be an absolute disaster for another one or, um, you know, even for my husband and I to be using some of these techniques and seeing how the difference between the way we both process things as well was, um, yeah, just so intriguing. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, how children can be so different and yes. yeah, and process information and take things on. And it, it always surprises me when one child and it clicks and they say something and it's like, oh, right, yes, they get that now from just something completely different. It's not, yeah, whereas the other one's more hands-on and if it's involving that making, then it's like, ah, it clicks and, yeah, yeah, yeah. processing, isn't it? Yeah, and they're both raised exactly the same, but, you know, <laughs> the end result is completely different. <laughs> For sure, isn't it? So then tell us about the journal. Like how can people, um, like, actually use it? So how's it going to help them? Yeah, so um, the way I designed the journal was kind of more of a choose-your-own-adventure style book. So um, there's lots of different components to it, whether it be around anxiety, procrastination, um, time management, communication skills, um, identifying what your own sort of superpowers and the way you like to learn is, and then talking it through with the rest of the family so that um, I guess you're all on that level playing field of um, telling people how you know you like to be spoken to or how you like to do your chores or how you like to um, to learn. Um, and then there's also a good component in there for, I guess, the whole family and particularly parents who might be a little bit burnt out, um, where we look at the four pillars of mental health and sort of creating um, the ideal week that works for your family um, so that everyone's getting you know, a little bit of that nourishment that they need. Yeah, yeah. I love, yeah, the different sections because you don't need to just follow from the start to the end. It's like we were just talking this week or last night when we were doing a bit of the journal ourselves. It's like, do we want to go on to the next bit? But it sounds like a little bit more of time management is what we actually need to focus on for both kids. So I was like, maybe we'll jump to that section next week instead. So we've just made it as one part, like on a Sunday when I do the review of the week and also just share what we've got ahead um, pulling out and just going through that that little area. So, so far I've been going like in order, but last night I was like, maybe we need to jump to time management. And my daughter was like, yeah, that's maybe a good idea, mum. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that you can. You can, you know, it doesn't have to follow that sequence, does it? Yeah, that's right. And if something's not applicable, then you can just mm. completely skip over it and, um, yeah, you don't need to. And um, I also love that there's different examples on how to actually achieve some of the things in there so that it kind of, you know, ticks the different types of um, of brains and the different ways that people might respond well. Because I know with a lot of the exercises, what could work well for one person can actually mm. add more pressure to another one and make it really hard um, for them to actually be able to follow. Yeah, definitely. It is. It's great that it's really looking at all those different learning styles, isn't it? And accommodating all of them at one in one spot. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful journal that you're not going out as a parent and trying to find all the information. It's all there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's and, and in really easy language to understand. Like I literally read it from the book rather than making it up, reading from the book to the kids. And it's interesting to see what bits connect with them rather than, and so being a teacher as well, I think this would make a beautiful book in a classroom to be able to use sections of it um, because the language is so user-friendly as well. 
Yeah, and that's what I kind of tried to make it so that it didn't matter how old um, you were, that you were able to take something away from it. Um, and I think you know, as kids, they're so used to being spoken down to or, um, you know, not necessarily getting the big picture. So to have a book that their parents are reading but they're also able to read, I think mm. is just a nice way of, again, creating that sort of community and equal playing field within the family too. Definitely, because I've just sort of left it in our normal, like our little area where there's other things, paperwork and stuff, so that anyone could grab it and just have a look at it. It's not just me pushing it onto them. So, yeah, yeah, I think by having it out visually, though, they can all sort of connect with it whenever they're ready and they want to. So maybe d- dive into one of the, the four pillars because that's probably a great starting point and um, share what the four pillars are. Yeah, so the four pillars of um, mental health are around sleep, diet, exercise and meditation. Um, and I think this was the area that really resonated the most with me um, especially in those tricky times where you are starting to feel a bit burnt out and, you know, all of the things are happening. I always find that if one of those areas gets ignored, and for me it's normally um, sleep, I don't sleep well, Um, and the other thing that um, also goes is I'll skip lunch and then I'll be snacking in the afternoon or um, not actually eating great food within the uh, during the day um, and then doing most of my eating um, at dinner time. So, I kind of wanted to make it so that it was an easy thing for you to refer to and to do when you weren't stressed, um, to work out those little things that you can use just to break up your day um, if you are getting to that overwhelmed one, whether it's going for a walk, um, some people might prefer to do yoga, some people, you know, might want to just do some dancing in the lounge room. Um, There's lots of different examples of ways that you can build those four pillars into your day. Um, and then I guess a little chart that each member of the family can have their own prescription, I guess you can call it, on what they can draw on if they're starting to feel really stressed and overwhelmed, what parts can they start making sure they put back into your day because you can normally find that there's one big component of those four pillars missing when you are burnt out or stressed out mm-hmm. or um, juggling all the things. Definitely, yeah. And I love it because it's you know, they do learn about this at school, don't they, in the classrooms, mm. but it's nice to be able to bring it back and be talking about it as a family and also sharing our own experiences and saying, like you've just shared, you know, you realise when you're getting to burn out by you haven't eaten well and you haven't been sleeping well and, yeah, it's great to be able to communicate, I think, what we have as adults to, with our children, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's good to lead by example. And I know like even um, my kids now have got to the point where they're like, oh, mum, do you think you need to go for a walk or, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I get always that. Wanna, always <laughs> want to hear. But, um, you know, it kind of means that the whole family's on board with keeping track of where each other's at as well. So um, and making sure that we get the things that we need um, to be able to, you know, wake up fresh the next morning. Yeah, that's great, that accountability that you've got with the people around you. (laughs) Yeah, definitely don't want to hear that, but it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's better to hear from them than some outside outside the family, isn't it, that gentle reminder (laughs) uh, from, from from people who really care about you, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And so talking about the other area, which I really love, is that whole time management and procrastination. Maybe share a bit about that and some of the um, ideas around 
around that time yes because I see this all the time I know and I um, am someone that um, you know does procrastinate and then rushes to get everything done um, by deadline Um, I seem to work better that way so um, this has been a good little section of it for myself as well um, so I guess what we do within the journal is trying to work out what type of procrastination it is that you do. Um, so for some people, they procrastinate by um, doing other chores that don't need to be done or doing other things on their to-do list that aren't as important. And then um, and then for others, it might be sitting and watching TV or, um, you know, doing some other sort of an activity. So um, in the journal, we sort of come up with a few different ideas and a different few different ways that you can try and break through that procrastination so whether it's using timers you know for some people timers add pressure and they they're unable to uh, I guess move through it for other people the time is perfect because they're like I just need to get this 10 minutes done and then I can take a break or um, I want to try and beat the timer I know in our house um, my youngest in particular loves to beat a timer so um Almost putting that gamification on um, all of the tasks, which I know, Narelle, you've spoken about before. It's it's great. It's so um, particularly if you've got, I guess, that level of competitiveness within the family, that works really well. Um, But, yeah, just trying to work out what your procrastination method is and then working out how you can actually, I guess, bypass that um, while still getting that feedback that your brain needs um, as well. That's so funny. So um, one of the things my son hates going to the supermarket with me or even the fruit and veggies shop, and he's old enough now to sit in the car and not have to go in with me, but one of his favourite games is that he times me. So literally on my phone (laughs) in my notes, there's a time for Aldi, there's a time for the fruit and veggies shop. And the other day my husband was there and he's like, oh, you just go in and she's like, I've got the phone, I need to time her, quick, ready. And he's, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I have times and how quick I can do the shopping uh, for each of the different stores. So, yes, he has a record of that. And it keeps him sane, obviously, in the car. He's, like, hanging for me to get back. Yes, Mum, you bet your time. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's very funny. But, yes, it is one of those um, great things for some people is that time um, to help them get motivated. You know, body doubling is my other favourite mm-hmm. one. Just having that accountability, whether it's the person in the space or, you know, online that's doing their own thing, but just that accountability with someone there, isn't it, to get, mm. just to get started? Yes. Know. I used uh, the body doubling a lot with writing the journal, actually. I had um, worked with a group that called the Band of Batches, which um Holly Cardamon leads and we would on a Friday once a month for um, a set amount of time we would be writing so they were kind of my accountability people we were all tapping away writing and working on our own projects um, at the same time and it was you know the best way to actually get it done and finished. That's amazing so when else would you write like did you have sort of a set routine that you would write? Um, I just kind of tried to grab bits of time when I was inspired to do it. But, yeah, towards the end, because it was starting to drag on a bit, um, I did have to start blocking out time in my calendar and actually, you know, knuckling down to get it done and then having that accountability um, where, you know, Holly would ring me every couple of weeks and say, so how many pages have you done? And having to send in (laughs) word counts and stuff like that was just really good. And then 
towards the very end, I'd already locked in the editor and the graphic designer and the printer. So there was like this really strict timeline that had to be adhered to. And if I missed a window, obviously it would affect everything. So that was the best motivation to just sit and get it done. <laughs> yeah, that would be definitely. I love, yeah, times really help me as well. If I know that something's due, it's like, yes, I'll work to that you know, yes. that date and you have to get it done. It's having that accountability of other people definitely. Mm, yeah, I definitely work best that way. So what was the time length of the whole project? Yeah, so it was nearly um, two years in total. So I started, I had the idea and then I spoke to Catherine Thornton, um, who was one of the psychologists that reviewed it for me, um, just went to her and I'm like, I've got this idea, what do you think? And she was like, oh, brilliant. Um, and I sort of went through the table of contents and ideas that I had with her. And um, so she provided a bit of feedback on that um, and what they use in between therapy sessions. Um yeah. And then I started writing and then I ended up stopping for a little while and I did a couple of um, of courses. Um, one was a Dan Siegel one um, and the other one was through Russ Harris just to try and, um, you know, ensure that I had the whole big picture. Um, and then I did a couple of other sort of one and two day seminars um, as well, just gathering up everything that I needed. Um and then started yeah, writing again. And then I had a couple of breaks. We had um, you know, some fun times last year. My youngest was in hospital and that kind of thing. So I kind of stopped around that time and then actually found that it was almost like therapy for me, being able to write it. So got back yeah. into it again. And um, once I'd finished my draft, it probably took another maybe four to five months for you know, everyone to have done their checks. We sent it out to a few families to be able to review and to see what they thought of it. Um, I'd send it to a couple of psychologists and um, an OT and that sort of thing as well to make sure that, you know, they'd checked it over and were happy. Um, our paediatrician reviewed it. Um, so, yeah, there was lots of people that kind of had their hands all over it before it got to this final copy. I love that and I love that acknowledgement at the start to have all that team that's working behind the scenes as well to have had input into it, which is great. Yeah, yeah and it definitely wouldn't be here without all of those people reviewing it and checking in that, you know, I was still working on it and and, yeah. that's, and giving me the confidence to actually release it too. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm really grateful for that whole team. Oh, that's amazing. So how can people find it? Where can people get it? Yeah, so themselves? at the moment oh. um, it's available on we my website. Actually. Um, I love the cover. I know um, Deb Wood drew that for me, and I just absolutely adore it. The um, the kids actually chose the cover um, for me, so um, it was nice to have them involved in the process um, too, and to get their feedback. Um, But yes, it's available on the website, which is www.thebrainsanctuary.com.au, and you can also find it on Instagram and Facebook and even TikTok at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> Not much of a TikToker, but, you know, you've got to be there. So yeah, yeah. where I am. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I love your videos that you share on um on on Instagram it's great it's got great information and so it's nice to have now the actual journal to you know relate to all of the things that you've released online as well so thank you so much for your time and sharing the behind the scenes of the uh, brain sanctuary as well 
Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review. This helps others find it who are also looking for tips and organizational strategies to simplify their life and prioritize their health. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss future episodes. You can also connect with me over at simplyhappy.com.au. I'd like to acknowledge the Wathaurong people of the Kulin Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of the land. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging.